Welcome back for another week of How to Be a Good Leader by me, Joe Reynolds. And well, I hope you enjoyed the last class and learned some things about what it takes to be a leader and what kind of styles a leader uh, can use to be the right type of leader for the right situation for the right people, right? Which is kind of what that was all about. And my question, I guess, was, which one do you feel most connected to or most drawn to? Which leadership style, which leadership style suited you the best? I hope you uh, filled in those questions and well got those answers to me. And if you had any questions, of course, I hope you uh, let me know. And well, on that note, let's begin today's lesson because I'm I'm kind of excited about this one. This is one that I'm quite passionate about because I get told sometimes that I might have too much of this and. Sometimes all of us don't have enough, trust me. But, well, let's begin. Can anyone guess what we're going to be talking about today? It's better to be a lion for a day than a sheep all your life. Hmm, Elizabeth Kenny wrote that. And it's a beautiful saying. Better to be a lion for a day than a sheep all your life. It's the powerful ones with all the knowledge. The knowledge is power, right? That will be able to fix things and do things. If you haven't figured out yet, I'm gonna give you a few more clues, okay? So um, I'm gonna show you this um, this little poem. No, it's not a poem at all. It's, um, it's a speech, actually. It's a speech by Theodore Roosevelt. And, and it's a really great way to start today's class because I stare at it actually every single day. I'm, I'm sitting just, just in front of it. And in fact, I'll show you the photo, but I see this every time I sit down in my office. It is right there. Um, with my daughter and my family and and in fact my dad gave this to me um, a few years back when I was starting a new company and I was having a really hard time and all leaders everyone every human being doesn't matter how good or bad you are you're all going to have good or bad days I guarantee it and I was having a particularly tough week or month let's say and business was tough and I was really it was during covid and you know obviously that pandemic and it was tough and and I, and I was having a properly fight to keep things going i was having to really work hard and really really kind of suffer a little bit <laughs> and my dad actually goes hey joe you're the man in the arena and i didn't get it until i looked it up and and actually um you know got this this uh kind of plaque if you will of the speech that uh, Theodore Roosevelt well wrote, and um, and funnily enough, well, it was written on the twenty third of April, uh, nineteen ten. Um, obviously, Theodore Roosevelt was an American president at the time, and he was giving this speech in Paris, and and he was giving it to the people of uh, the of France, and and through the speech, he told stories of his own history and responsibilities of the citizens and how they could make the world a better place, and and. And well, it, it became the loudest voice in the room. And all of a sudden, well, this, this speech, which is uh, titled Citizenship in a Republic, which has become really well known. And, uh, and if you don't know it, I hope you do get to know it well, because it's quite impactful. And, and in fact, it's, it's got to be my favorite speech of all time. It's, it's something I stare at every day, four or five times a day. And it reminds me why I'm here. Hmm. So enough of that. Let me explain. In fact, let's just read it. The Man in the Arena by Theodore Roosevelt. It is not the critic who counts, 
not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives vigilantly, who errs and comes short again and again because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but does actually strive to do the deeds. And who knows what great enthusiasms and great devotions, who spends his life in a worthy cause, who at best knows at the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails with daring greatly so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither knew victory nor defeat. And my dad goes, you're the man in the arena. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> I didn't get it until I read that. And I hope you kind of get it now too, because man or woman, it doesn't matter if you're the person that tried to do something, do you have the courage and the confidence to do something no one else wanted to do to work and hard and fight and push and try your best? Then it doesn't matter what anyone else says. If you know you did your best, if you know that you tried, forget the critics. Forget the no-sayers and the no-doers and the, all the people that want to talk. You did it. And it doesn't matter if you win or lose. It doesn't matter if you failed. If it doesn't matter. None of that matters. All that matters is you did. You're a doer. You're the man in the arena. You're not a watcher. Hmm. So, that being said, let's talk about today's lesson in a bit more detail. So self-confidence and courage. Now, this is, well, funny enough, one of the attributes and characteristics that I purposely left out in the last lesson, because remember I said number one on my list personally was trustworthy, honest, you know, reliable, it's that, that honesty, that, that. Well, number two on my list by far would be self-confidence, courage. And well, what is self-confidence? Well, self-confidence is, is the belief in your own abilities. It is a self-assurance or a belief in your ability to succeed. A good leader, um, you know, has got to have self-confidence and and have that that courage based on their knowledge uh, that they can do it. Um, and here's the thing. Um, no one's born, we're all born with the same amount of self-confidence. Zero. We don't get any, you know, at all when we're born. There's zero courage and self-confidence. As a zero one-day-year-old baby, you have none. None of us do. And in fact, the only reason we grow it and we develop it is because, well, it's something that um, at the end of the day, it's... Uh, I'm going to get to that. In fact, I don't want to ruin the surprise, but you understand we all have the same amount to begin with, zero. And the only difference that we have different levels of confidence now is because some of us went to get it. And, well, depends how much you get, depends on how much you do. And here's the thing. Everyone even though we're born with zero, everyone 
gets it at some point, some of us more than others, because we go get it. But at the end of the day, the amount of confidence you have is in relation to what you do about it. It's, it's something that you have to go get. I'll explain really in detail how, but you understand there is no intelligent person in the world that will follow a leader who lacks self-assurance, who, who is not confident in themselves, who doesn't think they can get the job done, who's not sure if they're going to make it, if they're not good enough, if they're worried about all these different things that no one's going to want to follow a leader that doesn't have this attribute or characteristics because if they don't have confidence in themselves, how are they going to achieve anything for us and our group? It's not going to happen. How do you get this confidence? How do you get this courage? Well, think about some of the big challenges you've had to do in your life. Some of the scariest things you've ever done. Um, I've got a few photos here, funnily enough. Um, yeah, I, I learned to sky, scuba dive. Now, I have uh, uh, several uncles who have all drowned. And it was, was a big fear of mine for a lot of my life. And, and when I finally kind of stood up to that fear and went down there, it was like living in a tropical fish tank. It was just the most beautiful thing. And now I travel the world just to go scuba diving in different locations. It's blown my mind. As a young young person... <laughs> And I say young, you know, 16, 17, 18 years old, I started my, my circus company. And I've you know, run around the, the world doing shows with different circus performers. Here I am on a penny farthing, which is obviously about 30 feet off the ground. Um, but, um, you know, here is a little bit of fun. Um, it was my 40th birthday a few months ago. And um, as, a, as a gift, I, I was given a, a chance to go wing walking, which is pretty much you know, the guy on the top of the plane that and then they fly around and do all it was like a front row roller coaster ride. It was front row seat. Best, best, best ever gift. I mean, wow. But boy, I was pretty nervous before I got there, right? And well, funnily enough, um, hmm, my dad is actually, believe it or not, that's my dad. And this is this is me. Ah! Um, my dad's a skydiving instructor and the first time I ever went skydiving I was strapped to my dad and and it was a pretty cool moment because we got to jump out of that airplane there and on one of the most beautiful days I can remember and I had this moment where I was free falling and just you know wow what an experience yeah <laughs> I was proper nervous that day I can tell you though right but uh, I think you could probably see it in my face. And my dad's all pretty cool and collected with his glasses on, just, you know, Mr. Bond. But, um, but yeah, that was another, another moment. And in fact, another time, you know, I told you uh, entertaining and performing while I, I do these stilts, uh, still, you know, make these stilt costumes and still actually travel the world and do Formula Ones, as, um, as you can see here. <laughs> and uh, this is us in Bahrain at a Formula One and entertaining the crowds. And um, here we are in uh, South Africa doing robots for uh, a big, big festival. And um, let's just put it this way. <laughs> You're gonna need confidence to do that kind of stuff. Um, I started out as a fire performer juggling, doing magic, fire magic, and done a lot of different uh, different themes and events for different companies and products. And and um, I've got to travel the world doing stuff I love, but stuff that scares the living daylights, daylights out of me on a regular basis. In fact, it's fair to say I literally go out of my way 
every day to do something that will scare me. A calculated risk, though, not just any risk, not just kind of jumping off a cliff and hoping I survive. No, don't get me wrong. Everything I do is highly calculated. But because I have the confidence to know I can push myself to the limit and then just a little bit further, that ability to be on the edge, that's what I'm talking about. That's this this confidence that that you get. So, um, well, you know, think about some of the challenges in your life. Think about some of the problems or, you know, things that have scared you or made you fearful or maybe, you know, a problem that that's come along. And, and when you see a problem or a challenge, do you see it as a negative thing? Oh, some problem. I got, oh, I'm having a really bad day. All these things just keep happening. Or do you see that problem as a positive? This is an opportunity for me to learn and get better at something I hate or don't like doing or I'm scared of or I'm fearful of. And you know what? By doing more of this, I won't be. So you know what? That's a good thing. I'm going to learn. So when you see challenges as opportunities, you, you find reasons to overcome your fears. And, and this is an awesomely powerful thing, right? I mean, this is, this is, wow, to overcome your fears. Now, that's a difficult thing to, it's an easy thing to say, but a difficult thing to do. Fears, they're fearful for a reason. They're there to save our life, you know? You should be fearful of, you know, crossing the road when the car is coming it'll kill you right that fear is good it's designed to save your life that's what fear comes from it's the ability to know that line is dangerous it'll kill me run or fight for your life fear but sometimes fear takes over it stops us from doing things it stops us from growing or taking it taking a chance because we're fearful of the outcome because we don't know so first of all, I treat every challenge as an opportunity. I see a problem, there will be a solution. Not just one, many, I just have to find it. This is an opportunity for me to find it and to be better and to find it before anyone else. It's almost a game. And I find reasons to have a go. I'll just, you know, I, I'll have a go because it scares me. I'll have a go because I want to. I'll have a go because it's a good day. I'll have a good day. So I don't, I'll give any reason. I have a goal. I always have this plan to hit it full, you know, hit it front front ways and, 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 and not beat around, not kind of, no. You see the problem, you see a challenge, hit it, go for it, do it. Don't do it half-hearted because then you're not sure if, if you'd failed. You didn't know if you actually did it right because you didn't give it your all because you're halfway. Mm -mm. It's all or nothing, at least for me as a leader. This is a huge one. Imagine your success. Every Olympic uh, gold medalist visualized every millisecond of that race for the entire year before. They were every night dreaming of success, imagining it, feeling it, visualizing it. Because when you see it and feel it, you are, you're, you're creating it. You are literally making it a reality in your world. And then all you have to do is relive that when that moment when it comes and You've already done it so many times, it's easy. It's it's not even a thought process. It's, it's just you, your body goes, yeah, I've done this before, maybe a thousand times in your dream, but you haven't done it for real, but your body doesn't know. It just gets tricked and it goes with it. It's great. Believing in yourself. This is, this is, this is hard. 
sometimes when you're not sure, there's always doubt. We're humans. That's what happens. We doubt ourselves. We worry that maybe we're not good enough. But no, no. At the end of the day, you have to believe in yourself. And you have to you have to believe that that you can do it even though you're not sure. You have to believe that you have the ability to find the solution even though you haven't found it yet. And you know why you believe in yourself? Because you've always done it. You always land on your feet. You always find a solution. You never give up. You're stubborn. You keep trying. You've proven it. And if you don't have belief in yourself, maybe you haven't proven it enough. And I don't know, there may be a reason that there, that you don't. And, and, and But that's a fear that you need to maybe overcome. You need to find. Another, realize why your fears might not matter. Because when you hit your fears head on, you'll realize actually they're not so fearful as you thought. There's actually a lot more, you know, a lot less to worry about than you might have thought. So you ask yourself, what's the worst that could happen? I mean, seriously, I every day I do this question, you know, and, and a new problem comes up. I'm going, what's the worst that could happen? As long as it doesn't kill anyone. I kind of say half joking, but I'm serious, obviously. Um, but you know, what is the worst that could happen? Oh, you're going to look stupid. Oh, you might make a mistake. Oh, you might have to say sorry. Oh, you might have to pay for something. Yeah, no one died. <laughs> that's that's what it comes down to. As long as as long as the worst, what's the worst that can happen? As long as the worst doesn't mean someone's dead. Really, that's life. <laughs> it's a part of living. And then, of course, to overcome your fears, you've got to learn from your mistakes and try again and again and again. And again, and I could say that for another five minutes, but really it's so true. You just keep going and keep going until you succeed and learn and, and do that consistently to the point where you're like, ah, oh, this is easy now. I'm not worried about it anymore because it's like, yeah, nothing new, nothing exciting. I've, I've dealt with that fear. It's old, you know? When you're a child and a, and a, and a baby, everything's scary, right? Grownups look after us. Yeah, we cry, they come. We make a mess, they clean it. We, you know, at the end of the day, it's it's everything scary when we're tiny. But as we get older, we learn from our mistakes. We get more confident, we grow, we develop, and that gives us this ability to be more powerful, right? So think about your challenges in your life. How are they affecting you? How How are they causing you to be fearful or have anxiety or worry? And... How could you, you know, overcome that fear? See it as an opportunity. Have a go. Get out of sight of that comfort zone. Go, you know, get a plan together. Imagine it's success. Imagine you passing that finish line. Imagine you jumping out of that plane with your dad and, you know, enjoying it and not freaking out and believe in yourself because remember, what's the worst of the cap? You might learn from a mistake. Yeah, that's life. We all make mistakes. <laughs> all right, let's have a little look. I've got this tiny little confidence video and um, I hope you enjoy it. Confidence isn't walking into a room thinking that you're better than anyone. It's walking in knowing that you don't have to compare yourself to anyone. Comparing yourself to another person, that isn't even in your system. There's no thought of comparison. There is no competition with any other human. You are not above anyone. 
you are not below anyone. That's confidence. When you can get to the place in your life where comparison is dead, where you are good enough, not to others, but to yourself, that is confidence. And you can be good enough right now because you are good enough right now. You might just need to change your mindset. Confidence can be developed in many ways. You can start with your physiology, your posture. If I asked you what a confident person looked like, would you be able to tell me? Of course you would. They look strong, sure of themselves. How are they standing? They're standing tall. How are their shoulders? They are back, upright. They make eye contact, their head is up, not down. Now a shy or introverted person might say, yeah, well, that's all good for outgoing people, but I will never be confident. Anyone can develop confidence. Some might have to work on it harder than others because they've conditioned themselves into a lack of confidence for much of their life. But anyone can develop confidence. Even the majority of shy people have moments where they aren't shy, like around people they trust, maybe family, friends, or their partner. Moments where they can be themselves fully. So the shyness is selective, which means you can make confidence permanent if you consciously decide to be the person and do the things you do. Not just around those you trust the most, but all the time. Being confident doesn't mean you're loud. It isn't about being the one that has to be noticed. It's the opposite. It's knowing you're great without having to be seen. It's the silent winner. It's the humble champion. If you lack confidence, you can change. If you lack anything, you can change. You can be anything in life, including radical personality change if you are committed to finding the answers. Unlock the greatest version of yourself, your true nature of confidence, of pure positive energy. Unlock your authentic power today. Are you being your best self? Are you being the most authentic version of you? Are you living life to its fullest? Are you pushing it? Are you making yourself confident? Good questions, right? Well, let's have a look some more at this. So this confidence. Now, how do you get confidence, right? I can't, and well, okay. So how do you get confidence and courage? I mean, really, how does this work? What, any ideas? Hmm. I can't sell it to you. I, I, I can't even teach it to you. And if I can't sell it to you and I can't teach it to you, how do you get confidence? Hmm. At the end of the day, self-confidence is, well, it's when you believe in your own abilities. So I'm going to give you a whole bunch of ideas now on how to build your self-confidence. But at the end of the day, I need you to understand this. Confidence only comes from doing the hard stuff no one else likes doing. It's choosing the hard road, not being water, being a leader that climbs. Because it's only when you decide not to flow with the water that you choose to do the hard things that you will push your limits and 
grow exponentially. You'll grow bigger and faster than you'll ever imagine, but it's only because you've done the hard stuff. But let's talk about some of that hard stuff. First things first, when you're feeling confident in yourself, that's 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 like that you've made it. But if you're not feeling good about yourself, then you're not going to have confidence. If and and even just just getting a little bit of exercise and you know you know go for a run, go 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 for a swim, go. I I every single day I'm I'm doing crazy adrenaline sports like scuba dive and rock climb and bike and all sorts of fun high energy things. But at the end of the day, that gives me this adrenaline, this dopamine, these high energy chemicals of excitement and happiness and all these get flowing through me and they make me feel good. That's why you ever seen anyone that no one likes going to the gym, but everyone feels great when they walk out. And that's why they go back again. Not because it's fun, or at least it's not fun for me. <laughs> but then again, I'd rather go for a bike ride around the park than sit on a bike in a gym pedaling on the spot don't get me wrong my best friends and people i know love the gym and good for them but i have to find my way of working out and and getting that energy and, and making myself feel good through different means and well at the end of the day give it a go i'm willing to bet most of you haven't got a, the, i'm willing to bet uh, most of you would would benefit massively just from going and doing some awesome exercise regularly and give yourself that boost. So, well, it's something that makes you feel uncomfortable, right? That, that working out, you know, pushing your body, making it tired, making it exhausted, pushing it beyond or to its limit and beyond. That's the things that will make you confident. Stepping outside your comfort zone, as you expect, you know, it, it's uncomfortable. People don't like it. Um, okay, posture. This is a big one. You know, too many people slouching and looking down. A lot of people kind of with their back bent and they got this, you know, this hump. It's 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 you know, the bent knees or it's it's posture is such a especially when you're talking to someone, how you sit, stand, how you hold yourself, head up, shoulders back, back straight, you know, that that that's that's a huge body language signal that says I'm talking to a really confident person or I'm talking to a leader. Or I'm talking to someone I should pay attention to because they are, they're showing me the signs that I should listen like a leader would. Where if you're slouching and looking down and looking away, that shows you're, you're either not bothered or you're shy or, you know, you're pulled back and it doesn't show strength to the people around you. So adjust your posture. Um, and well, much like how you dress, your posture will, will literally form to how you feel and how you act about yourself. It literally can adapt to how you, you feel. So stand up straight, don't slouch, don't slouch, <laughs> and, um, and practice you know, the following to get good confident posture. So relax and pull back your shoulders, right here, and gently pull in your stomach right there and um you know keep the weight balanced on both feet try not to uh you know bend your bend your knees too much and relax your knees you know it's just relax they're not they're not bending and and keep your head straight you know it's it's a really 
good posture, balanced, upright posture. And the same with your head. You can be quite upright and have your head down all the time or kind of look. Yeah, it's it's that once again, it will show in milliseconds, everyone around you, what kind of person you are, what kind of person you are about and how you, you're feeling, what confidence you might have. Right off, without even talking to you. Isn't that crazy? But it's true. Um, and you know, keeping your head up high, you know, especially when you're communicating, you keep your, your your head up and you don't look away or try to hide yourself from others. Take your hat, your hoodie off, you know, you, you all that, all that, you know, push your hair out of your face and allow yourself to be seen, be proud, right? You know, have an approachable body language. Remember, they say body language is eighty percent of communication. This is twenty percent. You know, I can. There's so many different body signals I can give that will instantly tell you what kind of mood and emotion I'm feeling and having. Because or if I go like this, it's that. You know, if I was in a restaurant doing that, I'd be asking, obviously, the waiter on the other side of the restaurant in a very busy, noisy restaurant, the waiter could look at me and go, ah, oh, that, that customer wants his bill. I'll bring it to him right now because I, I had body language that could instantly decipher, you know, instantly communicate that to to the other person I'm talking to. Never said a word. Isn't that cool? But, you know, if you've seen someone huddled in the corner or, you know, to pretending to play games on their mobile phone or, you know, are, are you really going to come up to, to, to say hi or communicate? Probably not. So if you want people to approach you, make yourself approachable. Get your head out of the phone. Get off of the game and get in the real world and connect right with real real body language with real people with real life not an avatar so well another one this is body language again walking assertively how you walk you know how, what's your swagger like yeah, do you slide slunch? Do you drag your feet? Do you, are your shoelaces untied and you don't really care? Do you, or are you really proud the way you walk? Are your shoulders up? Are your head high? You know, are you paying attention? Are you looking around? Are you making eye contact with even strangers as they walk past? You know, and have a sense of purpose. You know, like you, you, you like you have a goal. Like, like you're 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 being a leader. You know, are, are, are you allowing your arms to swing naturally to sides or are you walking around all, you know, curled up and, you know, fighting it? You'll be surprised how confident you come across when you walk with a sense of purpose. It's, it's insane, it's, but it's true. It's, it's, it's once again, it's all about how you perceive yourself, how you feel, what you do is what you become. It's like what you eat, you know, you become kind of thing. You, you are what you eat. Well, you are what you act like. Yeah. Some people will even say, fake it till you make it. If you, if you don't feel confident, well, fake it. Stand up and pretend that you're confident because your body will start to go, okay, this is what it feels like. Even though I'm faking it and it feels weird, your body starts to get the hang of it. It's like practicing, practicing confidence, even though you're not confident, maybe. And remember, even the most confident people like myself have bad days and I don't feel confident because something will knock me. It's a human trait. We all get it, but some of us won't let us won't let it hold us back. In fact, when we find one of those weaknesses, we attack it 
because we know by attacking it, we get stronger, not weaker. By allowing it to attack us and ignoring it, that's going to cause weakness. And everyone around you will see it. Ah, smile. Now, I have literally been told I am the Cheshire Cat out of Alice in Wonderland, and I've had strangers come up and ask me if I'm a part of Colgate commercials on TV for toothpaste. I kid you not. Um, a smile is free, it costs you nothing, and it's contagious. When you smile at someone, it's really hard not to smile back. I don't care who you are. If someone's grumpy with you and you smile, huh, and you mean it genuinely, it's really hard to be angry or grumpy with someone who's genuinely smiling at you with you know, care. Like when you pass this person in the street and you smile at them, it's really hard for them not to smile back at you and wonder, huh, someone's not, you know, someone made me smile today and all they did was smile at me. Isn't that a powerful thing, a smile? I mean, truly, cost you nothing. You look at someone and you smile. Hey, how are you doing today, right? Don't even have to talk. You just smile as you walk past. And that smile's like, once again, the butterfly effect. You made someone a little bit happy that day. And who knows, because of that, they might go do something amazing. And it was all because you helped make the butterfly wings flutter, right? You smile. And it's another body language communication thing, right? Now, avoid showing too much teeth because, you know, this might give the impression that you're seeking approval from others. And yeah, there's sometimes too much teeth. But at the end of the day, a direct smile to a person, well, they'll, 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 they'll get it, you know? And people who return it or avoid smiling are often, yeah, they, they, they might be in a negative vibe and not, not ready to, to smile back or... You know, it's not their thing. But at the end of the day, it costs you nothing. Worthy, worthy investment, if I, if I say at the very least. Hmm. So also confidence is is feeling good in how you look, how you feel. You know, look at yourself in the mirror and 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 feel, feel like, hey, I I like that person. I like how that person looks. I'm comfortable with 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 that person and and how you feel and how you look. You know, your, your, the color of your skin, your different characteristics. Now, here's the thing. We are all our own, own worst enemy. You will always find every line. You will always find the, the chubby bits. You'll always find, you know, some problem with my nose and my eyes and my hair, whatever. Nothing is will ever be perfect. We're human. We are designed to be imperfect. <laughs> Isn't that a funny thing? How we are literally filled with flaws, but... Only we see them as flaws. A hundred years ago, being fat was considered very in fashion. Everyone wanted to be fat because it showed you were wealthy, that you didn't need to work, that you ate lots of fatty foods that were expensive and that you were very upper class. Upper class people in the Victorian ages were usually very plump. Nowadays, with all the models and magazines and size zeros and all this craziness, I mean, the, the media has made the world feel like like horrible if you're not like a stick, which is incredibly insane as well. It's it's not healthy as much as it's not healthy to be, you know, uh, huge and 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 overweight and obese. It, it's it's not good to be too thin either. It's it's all about the balance in the middle, right? So you've got to find that balance, but you've got to be 
happy with that balance. And well, knowing your body shape and finding the right clothes and patterns that look best on you will give you confidence, even if you don't feel it because you find all the other problems. But trust me, no one else sees them like you do. Uh, most people probably don't even see them, I bet. <laughs> uh, how you dress can really affect how other people perceive you. But remember, it's also how it'll perceive yourself. Um, and also, when it comes to dressing and, and looking good, remember, do your thing. Do what makes you happy. Just because everyone else is wearing a Nike shirt and a hoodie doesn't mean you want to be a sheep. Do you want to wear the same white sheep clothes like all the other sheep? Do you want to be dressed the same and act the same? Nah, I don't want to be average. I don't want to be normal. I don't want to fit in. I want to be a leader. I want to stick out. I want to be unique. I want to be special. I want to, I want to be furthest away from normal as possible. So don't give into pure pressure just because yeah, and the new in thing is some brand of clothing or, you know, all my friends have one of these. And, you know, I was really happy to go to a secondhand store and just get the coolest clothes that I could find for the money that I could afford when I was young because my family didn't have a lot. And then when it came to clothes, they were expensive and a pair of sneakers are ridiculously so. So, you know, I didn't have a pair of Nikes probably until I was in my 20s, but I didn't need to. I had so many other cool things that I would wear because I wanted to, not because they were some brands that cost a lot of money and because my friends were wearing it. Be you, be unique, be special, be different. It'll get you much further in life than being a sheep. Promise you. Hmm. So talk about that, being authentic, you know, trust your instincts and your style. Don't overthink it. Don't worry about what other people think. Don't worry about everyone else's opinion because who cares? They're critics. They mean nothing. You're the arena. You're the man or the woman in the arena, remember? You do your own thing. You make your own mistakes. At least you're doing stuff. At least you're trying new things. But being confident starts with a positive image. And, well, if you don't change something about it, then that could become a problem. So try to change. In fact, not just your image, but generally change considered by most people is bad. Uh, moving school, going to a moving home, new job, huh? all scary things, right? But actually, I came from a traveling family. My, my parents traveled all the time. I, I lived in five or six different countries before the age of 10. I had multiple banks all over the world because every time I moved, I had a new bank account. I mean, I love change. And in fact, most entrepreneurs and most le leaders do because change means growth. Change means new opportunity. Change means new chances to become more confident and do things that you've never done before. But if you, if you don't like change, you're never going to do anything new, exciting, and you'll never learn, you'll never grow, you'll never develop, you're never going to Remember, you'll just be a happy sheep in a paddock. I'm going to stop using that term now, but you know what I mean? It's, it's be you, be authentic. All right. Now, when people do compliment you, it's taking them guts and courage to compliment you. So first of all, give them credit. That's a nice thing. And second of all, accept it. Don't go, ah, oh, or nah, or you know, brush it off. Don't. 
you know what? Go thanks. Accept the compliment. Allow it to make you feel good about yourself. That's it's not, you know, an ego boost. Like it's not, it's not an ego that you no. Take a compliment. You've done something good, you've done something awesome, then you deserve a compliment. Yeah, that's that's right. Now you don't expect it, but when you get it, accept it with honor and gratitude. Don't belittle it. Don't put it down. And, and certainly don't disrespect the person who gave it to you by telling them they're wrong or otherwise, because that took them courage too. Thank the person. Make sure that you respond, that you don't give them negative statement. Don't look down. Don't walk away. Don't challenge that person. Just remember the compliment was done with positive intention and, well, take it that way. Let it help you feel more confident. Ignore the insults. You know, all those critics, the ones that, you know, think they know better, that they're smarter than you, that, well, I love this one. Mahara Gandhi. All right, this is great. First, they ignore you. Then they laugh at you. Then they fight you. Then you win. <laughs> right? Sums up his life pretty amazing. If you've done any research or reports on this guy, he is really, truly someone who had to ignore the insults and and ignoring an insult doesn't mean refusing to listen to another person doesn't sit there like this going oh, i'm not going to listen no no it's it's think about what that person said and consider whether or not it's constructive or not if it's helpful that you can learn from maybe it is something that someone's brought to your attention that maybe isn't feeling great doesn't you know point out your best qualities maybe even show you something you're really bad at but actually that was useful because you can learn from it that's 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 helpful but if someone's telling you that you look bad in pink and you like the color pink and that's well that's not critical you know constructive at all that's criticism that's that's an insult and you don't need that you know remove those people from your life and when i say remove walk away from you don't move them you move away from you control you remember you don't control them you don't control anyone except yourself in fact and we'll talk about that some more in a bit but at the end of the day, it's important you remember that. And, well, consider whether the person deserves to be listened to and how true their insight might be. Are they experienced in the subject? Are they some kind of friend or some kind of person who means positive intention? Or are they some negative doer, negative critic, negative person that, you know, is just, well, not worth the, not worth the sentences they're breathing because... They're, they're, it's all rubbish. It's all insults. Just you know, forget it. Ignore these insults, and 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 as they're meant to demean you and, and make you feel less confident, and and nothing will help sink your confidence faster than some nasty, spiteful insult. Uh, you know, it's 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 horrible. And and it's it's insults are a form of abuse, and no one should take that. You should stand up for it. If you see it, if you see someone else being insulted, you should stand up for them. That's a leader, right? It's keeping to the morals, your morals. And putting someone else down to make yourself feel better, that's insulting. And that makes that person a, well, much, much sadder than probably they realize. Sounds like they might even have a problem. But it's important you surround yourself with 
positive for other people who make you feel like you're the best version of yourself that that you are are awesome and that they care to be around you you know it's it's only around that these people that that you'll be able to make growth and that you want to the i can attitude right they support you your friends positive uh, uh groups um people that that want to help you with your development those are the people you want to listen to right the ones that are giving you advice not putting you down and well i mentioned this a little bit but expect to succeed if you always think you're going to fail you're going to fail if you if you always think you're going to lose you're going to lose if you always think it's never going to work it will never work but if you are a gold winner olympian you have gotten used to visualizing here and here and here and here everywhere in your brain closing your eyes playing it through from second to second whatever that problem world is and playing it out in your brain and expecting it to be the best possible solution a win a goal achievement whatever that is see yourself there close your eyes visualize, visualize yourself graduating from high school then visualize yourself again four years later graduating from college and university visualize yourself in your most perfect job or career or running your own business close your eyes every night when i go to sleep i close my eyes and all i do is dream of what i want my world to become what i see is a successful world around me uh, visualization is a way of creating it because if you can't dream it you can't achieve it if you don't have a goal you'll never get there without a map you will not find a way but if you see it you feel it you learn it you visualize it then you attract it and that laws of attraction this crazy powerful universe we live in just magically gives you that that opportunity and all of a sudden you succeed at it and it's just like you dreamt because you've done it so many times in your head you know what to do you you'd already lived that moment you were prepared you'd practiced even if it was in here but right now you're probably saying well ah oh, i'm not accurate at predicting the future I, I i'm i'm you know expecting success isn't logical you know and oh uh, you know weren't you just you know pushing logic a second ago and well yes but think of it this way you often expect failure so so why not expect success you know it's really easy to think you're going to fail because that probably is the most likely outcome for most new challenges or problems you, you got to learn that's a part of life the best make mistakes but you know did you learn from it so why not expect that you're going to learn from it and succeed anyway and they're both possible circumstances and like i said in most cases one is more likely to be you know, than the other more likely you're going to fail but if you see it as a success always then well at least you know the goal in your head you have a map you know what to do so focus on what you'd rather not what you'd rather not don't be a glass half empty person remember the glass is half full you know optimism that's the word Okay, I think that's probably more than enough for us to get our head round and sink our teeth into for one week. So I'm just going to leave you with this little bit of homework for you to challenge yourself and well help uh, give you some practice with some of the skills that you've learned uh, over the course of the lesson. So um, yeah, nice and easy. Just 
follow the directions, fill in the blanks. And don't forget, there are two pages to this homework. So uh, any questions, you know where to find me or all the usual methods. And um, I look forward to seeing what you come up with. Take care. Bye bye.